Welcome to The Unseen Journey, a podcast dedicated to supporting veterans and their families as they navigate life after the military. We feature mental health experts, stories of resilience against invisible wounds and injuries, as well as practical tools for reacclimation. The Unseen Journey, brought to you by Operation Red Wings Foundation. And hello, everyone. I'm your host, Guy, joined as always with my co-host, Ashley. Hello. And we are brought to you by ORW Foundation or Operation Red Wings Foundation. If you are a combat veteran or spouse and you'd like to come through one of our retreats, do us a favor, reach down there, check out the link, jump on our website. Hardest part is signing up and getting to us. While you're down there, do us a favor, hit that like and subscribe button so you can keep joining us for all of our episodes. So, Ashley, uh, I'm going to throw you in the hot seat immediately. Right and here's, away? Yes, yeah, and here's, okay. here's why. Off, off camera, I'm t- you're going to turn red. It's cool. Off camera, we were just having this awesome conversation. And one of the things we do at a retreat is you go through this cool thing where you get to take a look at your colors, right? So there's four colors. Uh, I'm a green forward. We have our greens. We're like thinkers. We want to dissect things, right? We have our oranges, our high energy people. We have our golds. They're really good at like, okay, what's, what's the, what's the rules here? What's the order? How do I do this? Right. Think like nurses, doctors, whatever, whatever. Then we have our blues. Our blues are people who are really good, like empathetic. Uh, there are feelers, right? Just think like clinicians, counselors, like all those types of things, like really cool people. And Ashley and I were just talking off camera, uh, because we have, we have a previous episode, which I hope you all uh, go catch. And we were talking about Veterans Day and Ashley, uh, what I mentioned to Ashley was I felt like in that moment, she was very blue forward. She was saying like, Hey, like I'm a human, I'm a veteran. I, 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 I appreciate when people can see me and come to me and say like, Hey, thank you. Thank you as well for everything you're doing for the community. Right. However, the conversation we were having was Ashley was looking through her gold lens and she was like, Oh man, I think we need to cut out some of what I said last episode. And I'm like, <laughs> Why do you want to cut out any of what you said last episode? It was awesome. And so, again, Golds, like, think doctors, lawyers, like, people who are really good at, Which like, understanding. Which I love that you're putting me at that level. Yeah, I'm just going to, let's keep my, this part in, Josh. You're my, you're my, you're my co-host. You're my co I, In fact, I should go like this. Lawyers, doctors, Ashley. Oh, my God. I, I have a funny story. I okay. do. We, I have a funny story about that. Okay. Okay. However... I want to catch this on camera because I thought it was a phenomenal conversation about one of these unseen elements, right? Where you have these two colors in you, gold and and blue, and my two colors are green and orange. And from the time you spoke in our last podcast, you were blue forward to the time we were talking about, and you kind of like looked back and thought about everything you said. It was very gold in that moment. I mean, just, just talk about that internal, like that internal conflict there. Go ahead. Yes. The internal thing of like being confident in how I really feel, you know, as a, as a blue person, but then not wanting to go against the grain, you know, not wanting to ruffle any feathers. Um, cause we were talking, you know, when we wear different hats as our personal selves and our professional selves. Yeah. And those two are sometimes different people because the professional person, you know, loves getting a paycheck and doesn't want to get fired for anything. (laughs) (laughs) But the personal self is still me and has feelings and thoughts and perspectives that, you know, 
And I think a lot of people like, think about like cancel culture, right? Like people yeah. don't want to say the wrong thing to yeah. to offend anyone. And yeah, for sure. I, so I'm going to bring in a, a, a life example. Um, so, so my wife, uh, this past week, they had like their, whatever weekly meeting with the principal. Right. And the, and the principal has in essence kind of set up a rule that I think is going against what he was trying to achieve. Right. And at these meetings, the rule is if you have something to bring up, bring it up. Everyone's allowed to chat. If no one brings anything up, the meeting's over and everyone leaves. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine as uh, like an NCO, right, still in uniform, if you were like, hey, we got some important stuff to talk about. We're all going to get together. Here's how this is going to work. If you have something to bring up, say it. If not, we're done. How many people would talk? I mean, no, everyone would just want to leave. Everyone, exactly. <laughs> and then the person that talks, everyone's like dagger eyes. Like, what are yes! you doing? <laughs> yes. It's like, don't be that guy. I'm going to use myself. Because I would be the kid who'd be like, oh, we get to talk about whatever we want? Oh, my hand's going up. I'm over here. Let's go. And everyone's like, hey, bro, it's a Friday. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, dude. We're probably working tomorrow. It'd be fine. You well, know? this was a problem. I talk about this all the time when I teach military culture and how things have changed over the years. I mean, yeah. in my my short seven years of active duty with the two deployments, one in 2004, one in 2008, yeah. they were vastly different in compared to how we came home. Okay. Uh, my first deployment, the post-deployment health assessment, you know, what you do after when you're about to go home. My first yeah. deployment, we did it in country still <laughs> with one, I don't know, even know. I'm assuming it was a clinician. I don't know. Someone at a desk and there was my whole company, 250 of us in one line. Probably not. Probably going, not. Right? Going down and... Are you having thoughts of suicide? Are you having nightmares? Are you, you know, scared? The second anyone said yes, we were like, stop holding up the line, you know? Yeah. Because we just yeah. wanted to get through it. So people learned really quickly to just say, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And we My... saw the numbers from that. Oh, yeah, for sure. My mm -hmm. experience with that, <laughs> I'll give you a, I'll give you a, I'll give you one that's uh, equally as not healthy is, um, <laughs> Our, I mean, uh, that we're laughing about it, but it's like, it's, God, it's cool. Come on. It's cool. It's such a, but, and it's so important to bring this stuff up, right? Uh -huh. There's a, there's a cool like celebration that happens in Canada once a year, and it's all about failure. It's, it's a celebration of failures. Wow. And it actually does the opposite of what we're talking about, where, where your goal is to go up on stage and be like, hey, I, I tried this startup and I lost a hundred million dollars, and here's what I learned. And they celebrate it, right? They give out awards and all these things. Because people at least tried, right? Um, like the Sylvester Stallone documentary that's now out on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I recommend seeing it. Where he talks about, like, would you rather have a life where you look back and you have all these regrets? Or would you rather tried and failed and said, like, well, uh, whatever, I, I, like, I went for it. So I had a commander, and uh, this was on my deployment when I was in uh, uh, downtown Baghdad uh, fighting in Sadr City, right? Good old downtown Baghdad. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I Bright, mean, shiny lights of... Dust buildings. <laughs> that's that's a way to describe it for sure. Uh, we might have been there at different times. So uh, so he comes out and we're like three weeks from getting on the airplane. And he goes, well, don't get too comfortable at home because we're already on orders to deploy again. Oh. And we're all, we all look at each other. And we're like, is that a joke? 
We're like, you didn't even let us get on the airplane so we could get our free alcohol before you said that to us. Like, <laughs> like really? Like, I haven't even gone home to, like, mm-hmm. hug my dogs and give timing. my wife a kiss. What's yeah, the timing? timing. <laughs> yeah. So going back to the meeting, right? Imagining the meeting when you were still on active duty, where if you had asked everyone to show up and if you had been like, okay, whatever you have issues with, if you want to voice your issues, if no one says anything, we're done. My guess is the way you ran your meetings was, you know, sweet action notebook, list of things you're going to chat about, right? If, if you were like me, you probably had your little squares and you checked them off as you <gasps> Remember went, Remember the right? folded down pages? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and so the meeting went, went much like this. It was like, okay, topic number one. Boom, 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 boom. All right. Anyone got anything else? No? Great. You're released for the day. I mean, I'm guessing that's how you... Did you run your meetings kind of like that too? I mean... Yes. And the leaders before me that I noticed who ran, you know, effective meetings versus ineffective meetings. Right. You did. You had some set points that you wanted to to put out and give, you know, people an opportunity to have insight, not just ask questions and then get chewed out for that. So, yes, I did learn that. Thankfully, from from people, you know, mentors, those mentors that always comes up. So a cool point off camera I made to Ashley and I want to hear your thoughts on this because I, di- I didn't get to like dive into your thoughts on this. I said, you looking back at your memory of the podcast, it was like you were gold forward looking into a mirror, a mirror. and you were nervous and you were nervous mm-hmm. about the reflection. Yeah. In that moment, though, you were a blue looking out of a window trying to see if anyone was kind of like looking over and checking in on Ashley, the human, right? <clears throat> so what are your what are your kind of thoughts on that, right? Like that analogy of like, Oftentimes, like, we might throw a mirror when what we're really trying to do is, like, look through a window, right? Go ahead. And I think that's, you know, the human aspect. This is, you know, my first time filming a a podcast and really putting my opinions out there. And it can be scary. Yes. And I was looking at it through a mirror, like, how's how's this going to be viewed? You know, that not to sound so cheesy, but are people going to like what I say, you know? Yes. And I'm not trying to say things so that people like what I say, but I also don't want to offend anyone. Right. And so I do want to be, I need, I love that analogy as a mirror versus a window because I do, I'm, you know, our goal of this, you know, when we talked about this as ORWF is to be authentic and to have our real opinions and to definitely bring our professional aspects into it. Um, okay, so this is my funny story because this, oh, yeah, yeah. Go, this go, go, go. is tying into it because okay. talk about the two different things that I could be or people look at me as or whatever. I was given a presentation at a conference earlier this week and it was on veterans and peer support. And yeah. we always kind of talk about, you know, who are the veterans in the room? And, you know, yeah. we always give Marines a hard time. You know, shout out to Marines. Happy almost we, birthday to your core. We uh, have to. We have to. <laughs> We have to. That's and, why we always bring them crayons. Right. <laughs> exactly. And uh, someone out, was talking. Real quick, to, sorry. No, shout, yeah. out to my, shout out to my buddy, Rob, who is a Marine. And <laughs> and I got another friend, Mike, not Mike, my mentor, who, who is also a Marine. And I'm going to say they're Marines because once a Marine, always a Marine. Once right? a Marine, so, always a Marine. So go ahead. Always go ahead. Celebrate, so yeah. Yes. Got to celebrate that core birthday. Yeah. Uh, but so we were talking. Someone was bringing up. Uh, you know, the fact that I was a woman veteran and they like to see representation yeah. and that's great. And 
so I was like, thank you. And um, they were talking about, you know, the roles of women veterans in the military, that it doesn't look like, you know, what it used to look like. And and I was like, great point. I was like, what do you think I did in the military? And one person was like, oh, well, I, I would assume something in like military intelligence. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> I was like, can Love you tell my it. husband and tell him right now? But then yeah. I was, and then someone else was like, well, I think you were a mechanic. And I was like, yes, that is what I was. <laughs> and if that's not the two things of like, you know, real me is the mechanic me. The, yeah. you know, <clears throat> I like to think I'm, you know, flexible and carefree and woohoo. Yeah. But then maybe my professional persona, that gold me, comes out as intelligent. And I, I have to say, I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. I, I, I do love that. And I'm going to say, like, being a mechanic, I think, is quite gold, right? Like, how, how do you install this engine? There's probably a right way, like, a way to install the engine. And I would, and, and in my green brain, I'd be like, I don't know. Is that, are there instructions over there? Yeah, just throw those over there. Let's just figure this out. It's true. There was a lot of, of, there was a lot of figuring this out. It's funny. There's this, um, there's this diesel shop in my tiny town that I live in and they have a het out front of it. Yeah. And every time I drive by, cause we worked on hets and I just go back and I was not the best mechanic. Let me just say that shout out to my, my shop homies. And they would back me up on that. Like I definitely needed some mentoring in a shop. I was the, not hey let's do this they were like hide or do this <laughs> and nice. you know and i did you know i had a lot of fun and but every time i drive by that head i just remember figuring stuff out yeah like working on those big old trucks it, it, and and i want to i'm going to jump back a little bit to something you said right where you said like you want to say things that are authentic and real and you don't want to offend anyone right that's like that that, that could be that like unseen nugget right there I think so many people in our current society, veteran or not, just humans, right? We're all battling and struggling with that uh, big word dichotomy, right? That 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 push and pull of good um, job, guy. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I've been helping my kids with their homework. Oh, oh. Word of word of the day: yeah. toilet paper. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my fortieth birthday. So, uh, my wife, Kelly is a gold forward. However, in this moment, I have no idea, like stroke of like blue green genius. Uh, maybe it was the fun from her orange. I'm not sure. So she had a cake made for me. Guess what the cake was shaped like? It was a roll of toilet paper. Okay. And, and I was on top, thinking yeah, something like it was, it was, it was a, it was a toilet, <laughs> it was a toilet paper holder with a roll of toilet paper. And on top it said, Holy crap, you're old. <laughs> I love it. Shout out, Kelly. So good. Genius. So good. Okay, so now I'm going to go back because I was just starting to talk about this push and pull of trying to be your authentic self versus trying to be the person that like everyone likes and no one dislikes, right? And I think that's so our current society. People don't want to mm. say anything to offend anyone. And yet we're having all these like surface level conversations. We're not able to really go deep because surface level conversations. Yes. Yeah. Because if you start to go deep, like I guarantee, like if I started to really voice some opinions, I'm not going to, don't worry, Morgan, then I know for a fact I would offend a lot of people and I'm okay with that. 
because of where I've gone in my therapies, the experience I've had in my life. And I've learned, right, there was a cool, um, I don't remember who, like one of those, like whatever, famous leadership writer people, the person who introduced me to the concept that was my mentor, Mike, uh, last name starts with a K, shout out to you, brother. And um, it was the one thirds rule, right? A third of the people in the world will like you, they'll get you, they'll understand you. A third of the people in the world will not necessarily like you, however, they're not going to dislike you, they'll get you and they'll understand you. Mm-hmm. A third of the people in the world are never going to like you. They're never going to understand you and they're never going to get you. So it's impossible if you kind of view all people in those thirds to ever like hit a hundred percent. Right. So, and I'm not going to jump into like the categories of like politics and religion right. and all the things. Right. That's such a good thing though, to remember yeah. because it takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. Um, that's one of my big, um, I don't know if it's really a trigger, but something that I struggle with is having expectations being, you know, born into, you need to succeed. This is what you should be. You know, all the shoulds that we give ourselves. The shoulds. Yeah. 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 And part of, of, yes. Instead of what we mentioned on one of our podcasts, right? (laughs) Shout out to one of our previous podcasts where I brought up the nugget of, uh, you know, giving yourself permission, the permission slips from Brene Brown. The permission to, Yes. That's it. I have permission to dot, 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 fill in the blank, whatever you need permission for that day. So earlier today while we're chatting, Ashley needed permission to say that it was okay that she was human and she was raw and authentic when she was saying like, I love serving the veteran community. It fills my cup and I need those times where someone looks through the window and sees me as the veteran as well that i get to just enjoy it yeah and not have to yeah work it as as not and not me as a veteran but me as a society member who's grateful for yes people that serve in defense of our country yes it's just that moral obligation i you know we we all have it whether we served or not yeah i'm curious um are you are you like a social media person? Or are you like on the, the, the social media things? I'm not I even do. gonna take a I, guess at what they are. Uh, yeah. Oh, we'll go take ahead, a guess. Go. Okay, so I don't I don't do any X or Twitter just because it's too much. Okay. It, it, but yeah. I love Instagram. Um, okay. And Facebook. Talk about personas. I have a different Facebook persona than I do an Instagram persona. Interesting. Like Interesting. it's me, but I, I let more yeah. out, more personal stuff yeah. out on Instagram. I'll share more funny stuff. Um, nice. But like on Facebook, it's more like family. Is Facebook's definitely the highlight reel where yeah. Instagram I'll be like, you know, share more personal stuff. And so think about and LinkedIn. I do. I dabble with LinkedIn okay. just for okay. like professional you, stuff. You have to. You have to. Yeah. You have to have that. You have to have that network. You might the not, resume, the online right? resume, and you might not ever like super lean into that network. However, it's there. So if you ever need to be like, hey, network, blah, then the network can be like, oh yeah, totally. Like here it is. Um, so Facebook. So you said the highlight reel. So thinking about Facebook and the highlight reel, right? This whole social, uh, you know, thing designed on the like system, right? Everyone's like, 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 love, click, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And you going back to that mirror and window 
it's almost like, uh, you know, there for a little bit, you were like, oh gosh, how many likes am I going to get on this episode? Versus oh like, <laughs> versus people jumping in the comment section. Who's this girl? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. That is totally what I did. I was thinking, what kind of comments am I going to get? Am I yeah. going to get angry faces? Yeah. And you know yeah. what? I hope, look, and if you all didn't like what Ashley said on that podcast, please light us up with comments. Yeah. The algorithm will love it. I don't give, care if it's give us good, dislike. bad, or different. That's it. Just emoji, face, comment, question. Like, I challenge someone out there, give us like a thousand comments. Let's go. Right? <laughs> Blow that algorithm up. I did see this thing the other day. It helped. Yeah, yeah, go. Yes. And I think, you know, I think if you and I are having moments of being very authentic and being very real, right? We're two people living with trauma and we're going through our different therapies, our medicines, all those things. And we're doing different things. We're in figuring our life. it out too. That's we're, right. I we're mean, human. We're human. And we're trying. I think that's the thing. We're trying our best. And so, yeah. you know, so are a lot of other people. And yes. I do think it's important to support that. And that is what you did for me this morning. So thank you. So how do we go back? Because you left our audience members hanging on a couple things. I would never do that. Okay, maybe. <laughs> maybe I did. Maybe I did. Which um, were great things because, you know, we did have, yeah. you know, we were talking about some important stuff. But I do, I want to jump into the Germany thing. The Germany thing. Oh, yes. gosh. Because I, I, lo were... I love, love, love Germany. You thought I was okay. going to go into something else, but I'm starting I, with the Germany thing. I did. In my brain, I was guessing, because I'd already mentioned Kelly and the, you know, holy crap, your old cake. But you know uh, what? They, we they all do things ask. differently. I know. I know. All right. Germany. <laughs> so the question I didn't answer was, what was my favorite thing about Germany? Correct? Yes. Okay. Um, so I've got well, to start were with, you with Well, um, sorry. Were you with Kelly in I Germany? Was. Yeah, okay. yeah, I was. So then we'll go um, backwards. Okay. That's yeah, that's cool. And I and I gotta preface this with I spent more time when I lived in Europe deployed uh than I did like not, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. So um I would say my favorite thing about Germany. So I went to Germany, I was fluent in German. I could speak it, read it, write it. Right? How? Uh just middle school, high school, studying. Like it was just part of like, you know, everyone had to pick a language. I picked German. I was like, yeah, I kind of fucking do Deutsch. And you, you know, really I, learned it. I did. I did. Wow. I had a, I had a really fun teacher named Mr. Terflut, Mr. Terflut, and, uh, and then Frau Deschays. And I had, so I had some cool teachers that, um, were good human beings, right? Going back to the human aspect. And so they, they, they made the class, they made everything fun and enjoyable. So I got over to Germany, right? So like the joke in the military for all the uh, listeners who are not veterans is you go to, you go to Germany, you come back with the three B's, right? The three B's are you come back with a Beamer, uh, a baby and a beer belly, <laughs> right? Those are the three B's for veterans. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, we came back with a BMW for Kelly. Um, so, uh, it was a demonstrator. That had been at, a, at a, a fighter air wing, near a fighter air wing. They had been deployed the whole time. It was on demonstration. So we got like this crazy, like, you know, direct from BMW discount. We got this demonstrator discount, even though it had less than 100 miles on it. It was fully loaded. It had everything. 
fun thing about like cancer culture, uh, yeah, cancel, not cancer, cancel culture mm-hmm. and trying to like get all the likes. So Kelly, when we came back to America, was still a teacher at the time. Um, and she was driving this BMW, which we had gotten fun fact. We paid about 10,000 less for that BMW than we would have paid for the Ford equivalent of their midsize SUV, not the Explorer, uh, like the Ford, uh, escape, right? We were going to pay 10 grand more for a Ford escape. Right. So people are judgy, judgy. And my, my wife was a teacher at the time and she felt so guilty and shamed Mm. that we sold it. We sold it within months of being back in America. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, that makes me want to jump into because you've, I love <clears throat> hearing so many tidbits about you and Kelly. And I, and I love yeah. that we use that Operation Red Wings Foundation uses y'all as a couples team lead because yeah. I, I feel like hearing so much. The thing I love, Guy, about y'all's relationship and what you guys talk about is the learning. You guys yes. learn and grow, make yes. mistakes and grow. And For see sure. and grow. And I just love that. And so let's now, let if you will, yeah. let's get yeah, a little yeah. romantic uh, and hear about uh, how you first asked uh, Kelly to, right, was it, right, is right. it, to, how you asked her to be your girlfriend? Girlfriend, girlfriend. Okay. In college, <laughs> if we remember the college story, you guys were in college <laughs> and she was like, I will never date someone in the military ever, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Which we and know that's was- a lie. And she was like, she was like the one girl in the group that was like, not going to happen. Nope. Uh-uh. And I was like, mm, okay, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Uh, it's a, no, yeah, I'm glad you asked about the story for her to be my girlfriend and not how I proposed because that's a much wilder story. Uh, it, it is, it is uh, you know, it is podcast appropriate. Um, although I, I guarantee you I'd have some really angry people out there at me. Uh, if I told that story. So we'll save that for another time, right? You got to come back if you want to hear how I proposed to Kelly. So like and subscribe so you can join us, right? Every Thursday. Um, so how I asked her to be my girlfriend. So she came up to me that day, like, I, you know, catching everyone up in case you missed the podcast. And um, she said like, hey, I'm not your girlfriend. And I was like, okay, are you seeing someone else? And she was like, no, I'm not your girlfriend because you never asked me. And I'm like, uh, uh, sure. I thought we were in college, but it's cool. And I was like, you know, well, I'm not going to ask you now. And then I walked away from her. I went to class. Um, and so we went to class and fast forward, maybe like, uh, I think I let her stew for a little bit. Like, I, I want to say it was like two weeks. I let her like, you know, I let it like really marinate. And I Typical would like, man. I would like, I would like poke Typical jokes man. at it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I would tip- Typical college male, for sure. <laughs> and I would, like, poke jokes at it. I'd be like, Like, do oh. things the opposite to even... Oh, totally. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> that girl there, she's cute. I'm, I guess it's good I don't have a girlfriend. Jeez. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. What's Kelly, that, uh, the, uh, like, uh, the subliminal messaging or the... Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and Kelly's... Don't, don't let her fool you. She's a very strong woman. It's how she survived all the deployments. It's how she survived. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I went to Afghanistan. Kelly is pregnant. Our daughter is like barely one years old. Uh, I go to Afghanistan with a pregnant wife who's got a one-year-old who basically just becomes a single mom in those moments. And um, So hard. And Yeah. yeah. Shout out to military spouses. Shout out to military spouses. Shout out to single moms. Mm-hmm. Like, 
anyway, so her strength, like it, it, it well, I will say it was going to take a woman whose strength was like up here. Right. Like, I'm going to say like, you know, like I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to say like, you know, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, right. Maybe even Michelle Obama, Kelly, I'm trying to put them equal. I, wow. hope, I hope that comes across as equal. Right. Because there is a strength there in moms, single moms, moms married to deploying military, moms who can go from that because they're still married and all of a sudden go from, I have someone who can help me. I have a partner. I have someone who I can come home to and I can data dump and vent and be human to, mm, nope, I, I'm it, right? He is, he is gone Right. He's doing something for the greater good. And I can't data dump on him. When I talk to him, I've got to like, like you said, right? Like I've got to put on this face. <clears throat> everything's great. Everything's happy. Everything's perfect. So anyways, so I was giving Kelly a hard time and I was like messing with her, joking with her. And, um, I think we were just like chilling one day. If I remember correctly, we were like watching Scooby-Doo and I made a joke, a really bad joke. And I was like, you know, this would be so much better with my girlfriend. And she looks at me like she wanted to like go get the kitchen knife and end me right there. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? <clears throat> I was like, Hey Kelly, will you be my girlfriend? Cause I'd really prefer to watch Scooby-Doo with my girlfriend. And she was like, she got the little smile. Like she only did like the partial smile. Like I'm really mad at you. Like she just got it. Yeah. She just got it. Yeah. And uh -huh. I don't, I don't want you to know how happy I am. Mm -hmm. So I'm only going to give you the partial smile. And then she did like the best thing she could have done to me in that moment. She was like, wait, I got to see this part. And she like, kind of like looks back at security. <laughs> and I'm just like, left you hanging. What? Nice. Way and to my, go, Kelly. And my, my ego's like <laughs> deflated on the ground. I'm like, no, you can't do that to me. I've been doing that to you. That's not fair. You can't do the same thing to me. I've been doing to you. And she could. Perfect. It was perfect. And, uh, and that episode ended and she was like, yeah, I'll be your girlfriend. Now let's watch another episode. And I was like, oh, All right, cool. that yeah. is so sweet. That yeah. was worth waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was a good day. It was a good day. I don't mean like sexually. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> Kelly, like, whew, uh, I'm going to give up a little bit more of me. I had, uh, let's just say a reputation when I was in college and everyone knew that I was kind of like, like. I was a stallion, right? I just wanted to go run. Okay, guys. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so her and I never, her and I never slept together until we got married. Oh, good job. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Four years. We dated four years. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's quite a feat. But yeah. that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing. I've heard that from um, a couple of couples that I know that did that. And it, it's lasted. You know, has, they're still yeah. together. And so it's almost like that myth, you know, you got to try the horse or for the whatever that saying is, you know, but so, it's yeah, like, something like that. I know a lot of couples that have gone that, you know, gone that route. And yeah, there's a beautiful thing to, about it. Well, sure. it's like, it's like, what do so talking about how Kelly and I lead couples retreats, right? It's like, what are the common, like the big things that couples come in and they're kind of like locked at odds, right? So sex is a big one. Money is a Financial. big one, right? Oh, yeah. sex, sex and money are probably two of the biggest. And it's interesting because there's this cool, um, there's a book called Love and Respect. And um, 
and and they draw this they draw a couple of circles and and we 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 use these in the couples retreat with ORW Foundation and you know fellows want to feel from their wife respect which is the male way to say love right I'm, you know and so insert the word love for respect however fellows want to feel respect love right and then ladies want to feel loved from their husbands their spouses right um and so if you have this kind of like turn towards circle right if kelly shows me love i show her love right and so my joke i always make you know um what what what's like one of the best gifts i could ever get my wife well uh it used to be i would like take out the trash and take a photo of it and text it to her mm. or i would do the dishes and i would take a photo of doing the dishes and text it to her because i was doing uh you know acts of service without mm -hmm. her having to ask me and even though it was kind of funny, it was like this running joke between us because I was taking photos of me taking out the trash or doing the dishes. She knew that in those moments, I was caring enough for her to do something she wasn't going to have to do when she got home. Mm -hmm. And so, excuse me. So it was my way of showing her love, right? So when she got home, I'm a words kid, you know, go figure. I don't really like to talk a lot. However, I love words of affirmation. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, so she knew when she got home, she, she didn't have to try to go take out the trash or do the dishes or do all those things. So she could sit down with me um, and we could we could chat some. And even if her words of affirmation were as simple as like, um, hey, I really appreciate you, you know, taking out the trash, doing the dishes. That was her way of showing me love. So it was a double turn towards. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if you if you if you flip that. Right. Let's say I didn't take out the trash. I didn't do the dishes. Whether she asked me to or not, let's just let's just go all all in. If I never took out the trash or did the dishes and never sent her a photo, and then she wouldn't feel loved. And then mm. she gets home and now she's having to do the trash and the dishes. And I'm trying to tell her a story, and all I want her to do is hear me and, and give me some busy. words of affirmation. And she's busy. And busy and, so then, and probably stewing, like, oh and, and, if and only these were tired. done when someone was home before me. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm sure as a, as a spouse, you can totally like feel that. Right? Oh yeah. And yeah. you have to work at it. It's, it's so, it's, there's so many of these cliche things like, you know, you can't expect, you know, your spouse to read your mind. You have to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it takes, it that saying that marriage is hard is so true because you do <laughs> have to work at it. Yes. Um, and you have to want it, you know, you have to be able to, Know what you want to be able to ask for what you want to yes. be able to get what you want. Yes. And that goes back to that, that unseen element of that, like, like that self-awareness, right? I have to be self-aware enough to know, to be able to ask for what I need and, and what I want. Right. And, and, you know, if, if I, as a spouse say, I need and want this. Okay, cool. What am I willing to do and or give up? that allows my spouse to provide me with what I need and or want. So I gave up some time. I did some dishes. I did some trash. I gave those so that when Kelly got home, I could receive yes. her like attention. I could receive her words. And you um, did your part. And it shows that talking about respect, right? It shows that mutual respect that, yeah. And it's not about the, you know, women's roles and man's roles. It's about right. that division of labor of that we're partners in this household. 
you know, we don't live in the fifties anymore, even, you know, and where there is a division of roles of, you know, right. The primary person's role and the secondary person's role where now there is so many relationships that are split households and it's a respect thing that you're doing just as much as I'm doing. And we want to take care of this house equally so that we have that time to put into each other. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't do well living in the fifties cause I am this. <laughs> Let me tell I, you, I, I would not either. <laughs> I wouldn't cause I'm, I'm the stay at home dad. I'm the stay at home dad. Oh, right? you it's like judged. And... Oh my gosh. It's like, yeah. what did I do this week? Well, let's see. Um, I've taken the kids to school. I picked the kids up from school. I took them to after school activities that, you know, they went to their math tutoring while I had volleyball. I've cooked dinner. I've cleaned, like I've done all these things. And it's like, you've done what? It's like, mm-hmm. heck yeah, I've done all that. Because when I do those things, it gives Kelly space and capacity. As you said, it's like, what do I need? What do I want? I voice those and now I'm doing my part of the equation so that I can keep showing her love so that yeah. I receive, you know, respect, aka love for men from her, right? And it's it's so funny because I I I draw a couple of analogies and one of my favorite analogies to draw Cause a lot of people are like, well, you, you're a combat veteran and you went on all these deployments and you saw death and all these things. And it's like, yeah, cool, man. So did the samurai thousands of years ago. <laughs> right. And they did origami. They wrote poetry. They acted in dramas. They did like Zen rock gardening. They had to find a balance. An outlet. Between... Yes. Mm-hmm. That's yes. not. Yes. Mm hmm. That's not the, uh, what you, there's those shoulds, what you should be doing. You should be right. this tattooed, bearded person that the, is the persona of a combat veteran who loves right. AR-15s and, yeah, you know, it is yeah. like, uh, we are our own people and that's, you know, definitely shout out to living in America, living in this beautiful free country and we're able to be individuals and have our yeah. own. I could go on a tangent there, but well, so I shout think, out to being creative and being allowed to be creative and who we are. Exactly. And I think you said something beautiful earlier and I want to go back to it, which is we can't read uh, our partner's minds. Right. Um, and we can't. And, and so. And Kelly, thank God we don't. <laughs> God almighty. For sure. For sure. Kelly would get so tired. She'd be like, really? You're still just thinking about sex? And I'd be like, well, what else do you want me to think about? I'm a dude and you're right here next to me. No, wait. You. Have you seen those memes that there's like the two people in a bed laying next to each other and yeah. it'll be like a girl thinking, I bet he's thinking of that girl that we saw earlier. And he's over yeah. there thinking about like, how does a round pizza go in a square pizza box? <laughs> I have not, I have not, and that sounds awesome, and I want to look that up now. What I do want to do, though, is I want to give a shout-out back to what you said, though. You said, one, you said, we can't read each other's minds, and two, you said, we have to be willing to voice what we need and or want. And I think that is, it's definitely an unseen element, because so many people, I, I feel like, right, let's go back to your, your like, Facebook the likes society, the, the, uh, you called it, um, you call it the highlight reel, the highlight the reel. Highlight reel. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone, like, it's so funny, like meeting all these couples and they come in and they're like, 
y'all have such a great marriage. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's like, I, I go to Kelly and I say, Hey, um, I need this. And, uh, and here's what I'm willing to do about it. Uh, and here's the help I need from you. Right. Like that's one of those tools we teach. We, we, um, uh, Oh Lord, I just blinked on what we call it. Um, anyways, it basically, you set up a meeting with your spouse and you will, you go up to them and you say, I have this concern or I'm worried about this or I need this. And then the things you like, if I bring up something to Kelly, the things I'm responsible to deliver are, well, what am I willing to do about it? Mm-hmm. And I, and I also need to deliver what, what do I need from you, my spouse to help me with this situation? Sometimes that might be nothing. Sometimes that might be like, well, you know, I know you wanted me to take down that tree in the backyard. Um, it's, it's large and it's rather heavy. Um, so I need you to like hold this strap while I work the chainsaw so we can be a team together. Right. Um, and I think, I think the, the, what you pointed out is we're, we're not mind readers. It's not Facebook. It's not the highlight reel. And it gets back to having some, some real and authentic conversations. It takes work and it's worth it in the end. Yeah. You know, it only works if you, if, if you work it. Yes. And if that's and what you want in life is a successful, you know, relationship and marriage, then you have yeah, to work towards it. For sure. And, and like even you showing up as you, the veteran, when you were like, man, I just, I need those days where I can just be me and I can be the veteran and I can receive the accolades, not because you're, you're like praise seeking. However, just because you want acknowledgement that, that you did, you did this too, right? Like you're a human, you're a veteran, you're all these things. And I think it goes so fast in our culture to be like, oh, highlight reel, likes, move on. It's like, well, we liked your photo. What else do you want or need, right? Right. Oh, to veterans. We thank you for your Uh, service. So that's enough, you know? Right. Yeah. I just was going to say, I think it's really authentic. And I think it's an absolute unseen element that you had that moment in our podcast that we're talking about the difference between Facebook, the highlight reel and having like the actual conversations where we get to like our authentic selves. Yeah. And we're, we're able to like come from this place of like uh, vulnerability. Right. And I think I still love what you said. And I hope it's like, uh, you know, I, I hope it's, if, if no one gets anything out of, out of this podcast, other than this one thing, <laughs> it's that we're all humans and we're not mind readers. So if you need something, say something. If you need help, veterans, say something. If you need resources, say something. Say Go down something. below, hit the like and subscribe. I need you to do that. And then I need you to go sign up for a retreat if you're uh, a veteran or a spouse. That's what and, I was going to say, guy, because yeah. that there were so many elements today that we talked about stuff that's in our retreats that mm-hmm. are so valuable. You know, coming through our individual retreats and getting that support and not that we need validation, but it does, you know, it does feel good to be supported to learn yeah. about awesome tools like the Alpha Stem that guy is yeah. showing us right here. And then we even heard, Guy, I love all the insight you shared about the couples retreat because that's yeah. something so powerful why I love our mission, you know, that we've been doing now for 13 years, almost 14 yeah. years, this yeah. series of retreats to not only work on ourselves as veterans, but to give our spouses that opportunity to work on themselves and then to come yes. together as a couple. 
I mean, and we've we've mentioned it powerful before. Stuff. It is, and we've mentioned it before, right? If you're a spouse out there, and you're saying to yourself like, "Well, my husband, you know, needs resources, or my wife needs resources, or whatever," you're like, "Your significant other needs resources, or mm -hmm. uh, therapy, or whatever." Just remember, trauma equals trauma. We've said this before. If you're living with a person who has trauma, you have trauma and you need something too. And it doesn't hurt. I always tell people, even if you don't think anything's wrong, great. Come through and give us your tips to the other people that are there. Because that's such yeah. a powerful thing about our retreats is you're there with other veterans, getting that camaraderie that you missed while, yeah. when you were in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just... Just learning from each other in those moments, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's beautiful. Come through. Come through a retreat. Nice. That's That's what we want. I'm your host, Guy, with my co-host, Ashley. Thank you all so much for joining us today on The Unseen Journey. Do us a favor. If you haven't done it already, we need you to hit the like and subscribe button. And we need you to come through our retreats, whether it's as an individual, a spouse, a couples, or a family. I'm sure there's something that we can either help you learn or we can learn from you, as Ashley said earlier. Amen. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again soon. We'll see you soon. We appreciate you tuning in to The Unseen Journey. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you're a veteran or a supporter of veterans, please think about contributing to ORWF at ORWFoundation.org to help veterans in their transition. We also extend an invitation to veterans to explore our retreat opportunities where they can connect with peers and embark on a healing journey. For additional resources, visit our website at orwfoundation.org. Our heartfelt thanks to Operation Red Wings Foundation for making this podcast possible. Together, we can make the unseen journey a little easier for our veterans. Until next time, take care.